T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there called good. The old like, Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. What's up, sports fans? Happy Friday. No, Danny and Dusty, Jordan Schultz sitting in with you. Stoked to be filling in alongside Will Ortner here on 1080 The Fan. Happy Friday to you, my friends. Uh, it's a Friday because, one, we get to be on air today. Thank you, Danny and Dusty. But it's also going to be one of the best weekends. Not quite as good as next weekend, but you've got all of the NCAA tournament, you know, the conference tournaments. They're wrapping up Leading right up, now. Yeah. Dude. I'm so excited. It's like, it's my preseason. That's what it is. For gamblers, it's preseason right now (laughs) for the best four-day run that anybody can ever have responsibly. It's a great time to be alive if you're a sports fan. I usually only say that in October. Jeff Russ, behind the glass, per usual, filling in. Happy Friday to you, Russ. Happy to have you in. Right back at you. Let's not bury the lead, though, too. Also, Yacht Rock Friday today. Yacht Rock Friday. I I always forget that. I've been so focused on getting content to fill these segments up, and we got Yacht Rock Friday. Yeah, so, Will, your parents will know all of these cuts, probably. (laughs) Oh, they probably. I'll tell you what. Last time I was filling in for you, doing the producing, Every song I heard, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this song. I love this song. This is a great song. And then I just end up listening to Yacht Rock. I'm so, like, impressionable that after that, I just spent the entire time listening to Yacht Rock for, like, a good week. And then I filled in on, like, a metal Monday. And then it's like, well, now I have to listen to Iron Maiden and Metallica the rest of the week. The impressionable youth. Yeah, I just give in all the time. It sucks. I can get peer pressured into anything at any point. You could probably get me to do... Most things, if you just like tried hard enough. You know, that's the thing about Yacht Rock. You talk about impressionable youth, Rusty. There, There's this belief, at least, that I heard from a ton of people my age growing up that Yacht Rock's for 60 and 70-year-olds. I vehemently disagree. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I'm closer to my mid-30s now, but I love me some Yacht Rock. And, and this day and age in 2023, when we're all about trying to chill out, focus on our mental health, like that's the way to do yeah. it is to sit back and listen to some Yacht Rock. It's the music I remember my dad listening to when I was growing up and not coincidentally, uh, coincidentally my dad is 72. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, all, all the, strong. the old days of the old kink FM 102, true to the music. Wait, hold on. It was called kink. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yes. And call letters. Uh, yes, and the, their website cannot be kink.com because it will lead you somewhere else. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, to... Impressionable youth. Don't click on that. Yeah. Enough of the competition. Right 
<laughs> no, no, exactly. But uh, yes, we do have a radio station named that playing Yacht Rock, and we're playing some Yacht Rock here on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan all Friday. So dealing with a lot going on in the world of sports, uh, but my wife has been gone for a work trip, so I've kind of been mm. playing Bachelor last couple of days, Yeah, kind of stag at home, ordered a pizza last night, kind of just settling down, trying to get the show prepared today. Uh Watched a little bit of that new Jared Fogle documentary. I don't really want to get too into that. I just like to watch that CD stuff. Who released that? Uh, I believe it was Investigation Discovery. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Jared Fogle, the subway guy, currently in jail for a lot of terrible crimes, abusing minors sexually, all kinds of charges associated with setting those up through interstate lines as well. So I think he's got like five or six more years in prison. But this is That's it? Wait, what? Well, he's been in prison for a while. You should be in prison for life, uh, from what I remember. That's not the way it ended up, though. But this is the first documentary uh, that's focused on him and actually not? has some of the survivors out from that. And I just, I, what a, what a horrible man. What, what an absolute just sick human being and a terrible person. It should be locked away forever, I agree. But I just can't turn away from that stuff, so had to get my eyes on that while my wife was gone. <laughs> so she doesn't are you, like are you, that stuff. Are you one of those it. guys that's like falling asleep to murder podcasts? Are you like yep. Andrew Nemec where it's like, that's this how guy could, right over here. are you two? Ooh, yeah. What is Rusty. wrong with you two? Okay. Oh, yeah. True how? crime. And then even my, even most of my scripted series are all like, you know, cop shows, Law and Order, SVU, the Law and Order Criminal. CSI. Like how bad CSI, can it be? Criminal Chicago Minds. Chicago PD. Oh my God. You're a man after my own heart, yeah. Jeff Rust. The Dick, so, Wolf, the Dick Wolf universe. <laughs> big, big Dick Wolf I'm guy fan, over there. Yeah. Here's my thing, though, because I can't, I, I have to fall asleep listening to sounds, but unlike you guys, I listen to like Ryan Rossillo NBA takes Happy or like stuff. Bill Simmons stuff, or I listen to the great shows here at 1080 The Fan. Hey, but it's one of those, how do you guys fall asleep? Like, and then he bludgeoned her to death, like American psycho. And you're like, oh, you want to know how I fall asleep sheep, to that? Two sheep. Because I have two kids and I'll fall asleep to anything. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> well, it's is that not... where it changes. Like the minute you <laughs> yes. get kids, anything can put you to sleep. You're like, oh yes, yeah. I need to go to sleep you while I watch how the Zodiac killer killed hundreds. <laughs> Jesus. It's not so much the content for me though. It's about I watch forensic files and the narrator. He's uh, I think been dead for a few years now. Rest in peace, Peter Thomas. But his voice, I mean. He could put anybody to sleep talking about whatever. It's more so the situation like, I don't know if any of y'all listening have seen Three Men and a Baby, but when Tom Selleck, after they get the baby at their door, he's reading like these angry old pirate stories from, you know, where people are just dying and it's very, very graphic. And he's just reading it in a nice, docile tone. And it's like, she doesn't know what I'm saying. What matters is the tone that I use. And I feel like that's the Peter Thomas narration for me on Forensic Files. He's talking about people dying. Very graphically, but it's it still puts me to sleep in comfort. Yeah, I was probably 11 or 12 and Three Men and a Baby came out. So, yeah, right in my wheelhouse. There you go. Yeah. So it's the tone of the voice. It's not the content that they're releasing. So then if it was like Morgan Freeman, could you fall asleep to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. same it's the dulcet low tones yeah. that are just so relaxing. That's like a right? lullaby. Yeah. So now if it's Morgan Freeman singing like heavy metal, would you fall asleep to it? Because I'm... I'm thoroughly interested in this because i know a lot of people do this you guys aren't the weird ones here clearly i am because more people do what you guys do yeah let us know on the text line 503-864-6-FAN what you fall asleep to at night if if i'm a creep if jeff russ is a creep for falling asleep to murder mysteries or not because i I think will you're there Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah. wait a minute (laughs) we're not looking for threats we're looking for confirmations or not uh, as to whether whether you actually do that or not. But Rusty and I are in the majority in that one. So that, that's you're in, uh, the, you're in the murder porn industry. That's, yes. That's fine. It is you for us. It. 
absolutely directed not for at me. us. No, no, those those things scare me. Uh, but the other thing I was watching last night uh, after um, I watched a couple episodes of that was the last seven or eight minutes of the USC Arizona State game. Pac-12 tournament happening right happening right now. Of course, the Oregon Ducks gonna be in the semifinals later today against top seeded UCLA. We'll get into that. Uh, I'm not really sure they have a chance. I'll tell you why. I don't know, Will, what you're feeling about the Duckies' chances. I, I've kind of lost faith in Dana Altman to really get his team going uh, as of about two or three years ago, and I think the roster's got a lot of holes in it. So we'll, we'll talk about that coming up. But uh, Pac-12 tournament's going on right now. Yeah, it, it, like I said, this is the preseason. This is the yeah. time, if you're a degenerate gambler, to start paying attention. You probably were paying attention at the beginning of February, but now's where you get your preseason in because there's a bunch of conference tournaments, so you can kind of go out and make bets. And then as every degenerate gambler knows, you will then let this irrationally decide how you make your picks moving forward. Like, oh, I you know, put a bet on Oregon say, and then Oregon wins and they go on and have a good run in the Pac-12 tournament, then I'm just going to assume that Oregon is great and I'm going to put a bunch of bets down. This is the time to make those irrational decisions, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I'm going up to a a on Saturday. I like how you view it as the preseason to, to March Madness. I understand what you're saying there. That's kind of how I view the first three games of the uh, college football regular season before conference play starts. It's it is the preseason. Essentially the preseason. Because you're figuring out yeah. what a team is. You have your ideas, but you don't totally know until you've had your preseason. This is just how it works for college basketball because no one pays attention to it until, well, your calendar turns to March. But watching that USC-Arizona State matchup, uh, Arizona State ended up winning. I could not sit back and think anything else, but damn, this is boring. I, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, you know what? Are, are there people super, super entertained by this? We're, yes. we're, we're, we're looking at a game of, you know, college basketball encourages the fundamentals, but they're just not good at them. And, and case in point, Bill Walton, at one point, I think there was like four minutes left in the game. Uh, Arizona State player going up for a layup. Pretty easy with the right hand. And the defensive effort from USC, <laughs> according to Bill Walton, his analysis said it was lacking pretty significantly. Uh, what he did it basically ended up kind of throwing his left hand up in the air while looking at another part in the arena. So not even hit with his eyes on the player that he's trying to defend, but he's just kind of listfully looking up. It's like, what are you checking out some chick in the crowd and just throwing your hand up, hoping that you're, you're playing defense? Like if college basketball wants to focus so badly on fundamentals, it just it, it leaves a lot for me to be desired as a fan watching when you can't put players on the court. And this is a guy that was playing like 25, 30 minutes for USC last night. You can't put players on the court that are actually fundamentally sound. I get they're 18, they're 19, they're 20 years old, they're still learning, but that is a mental lapse that just can't happen. And it makes the game so boring, among other reasons. But that's one, it just makes the game so damn boring. And this is where we disagree, because when I look at it, I think it's beautiful because it's chaos. It's what makes people pay attention to college basketball because at any moment, anything can happen. Look, when you watch the NBA, yeah, there's going to be some times where some upsets happen. But for the most part, the team with the most talent wins. Well, guess what? These kids all, for the most part, have pretty even talent. Unless you have, you know, like a Cade Cunningham or this year, obviously he's playing overseas, but a, a Victor Wembenyana type. Miller at Alabama who, like, you know, we should be, I should be careful about when I'm talking about him. But He's still a, an exciting a, player. I get an exciting saying. level player, right? So unless you have one of those guys, which most teams don't, 
That chaos is what makes it so beautiful because at any moment, anything can happen. You can have someone like Sharita Darty who came out and just chucked up a three-point shot, shot put style that went in and won a game. And then the next game, you, you could have something completely different happen. It's the chaos and the poor play that makes it fun to watch because you never know at any moment what's going to happen. Well, I would challenge you. I, I, I like your point. I, I see... What you're saying, and I agree with it, I guess, to a certain degree, but I would challenge you then to actually let the chaos happen because there's so many restrictions. You, you can call a timeout as the visiting team that, or as the team that doesn't have possession of the ball after, after free throws. I've never understood that rule. It slows the game way the hell down. And when you talk about the chaos happening, instead of actually just watching things going back and forth, you're sitting there waiting for another two minutes. You can't advance the ball past half court. I can't stand that. I'm even down to the numbers that players in college are allowed to wear. If you notice, you can't wear any do you find any college basketball players with the numbers six, seven, eight, or nine on their jersey anywhere? No. That is because they want to make it easier for the refs to signal to the side. So you can only wear numbers one through five. That means you can only wear numbers 51 through 55. You can't wear 56. You can't wear the number six. You can't wear the number nine. There are these stupid rules about college basketball if they just would let up and take away the chaos would be encouraged. And then I feel like what you're getting at, Will, it would be better for the game and people would experience that chaos a lot more frequently during the game. I don't know. When I'm looking at it right now, there's chaos happening every day. How many buzzer beaters were there last night? How many OT games were there? Like every single game it seemed like. So for me, the chaos is reigning supreme. That's what's going to get people to tune into. It's March. Get ready to sit back and enjoy. If you're an anarchist, now is your time to live because it's college basketball and anarchy at its finest. Well, chaos in college basketball, according to Will Ordner, and chaos today coming up on the show. It is a loaded Friday show. Tons to get to today. We got some Weezer tickets to give away. Ooh, can I win it? Hour. You cannot. You, Why not? You are an employee of a Portland radio station, my friend. So neither Why can't you, I get perks? Your parents. Oh, you get perks, baby. Just not these. Just That's not. Right. Just not these Weezer tickets. But uh, make sure that you take a listen. Weezer coming to the Hayden Homes Amphitheater on August twenty second, and Denny and Dusty have your chance to win tickets. So make sure you stick around. Listen sometime in the two p.m. hour for the cue to call five zero three eight six four six fan. That's five zero three eight six four. 6326 be caller 5 to win a pair of tickets to the show you can visit 1080thefan.com for complete details so we got that coming for you we've also got a lot of sporting to do to talk about fat joe that's right a rapper calling out john morant's dad we have the audio i i love what he said we'll dive into that the blazers in game five of six of their road trip this afternoon against the sixers the ducks take it on ucla in the pac-12 tournament later on tonight also Tons more quarterback news. Geno Smith's contract isn't quite what we thought it was. He's going to get way less of a guarantee. Will Ortner has a theory about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Want to let you dive into that and why you think other teams are not doing business with Lamar. And LeBron James has been accused of cheating? What? With his wife, sports? Cheating. Like All the above. PEDs, <gasps> steroids. No extra substances some extra help Mm. and we'll tell you who accused him of that we got audio on that as well we got some dylan brooks audio dylan the villain uh calling draymond green out after the memphis grizzlies win over the warriors last night will and i gonna get to all of that but first we're gonna start in baseball aaron judge 
turned down an obscene amount of money from a certain team to return to the New York Yankees. This, this is just crazy to me. I want to focus on this for a little bit. Find out how much money he left on the table. Coming up next on Danny and Dusty, Jordan Schultz and Will Ortner sitting in for the guys today on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a Danny and Dusty on the fan Cause you know it don't matter anyway Aaron Judge turned down a bung load of money Like more money than the Yankees paid him to re-sign with the New York Yankees, essentially. He signed for nine years, $360 million this offseason. Forgive me if I'm wrong. That that was like the second biggest contract handed out in all of MLB. or or, Because I I would count Julio's as the biggest. It was high. Um, I think Machado's is higher now. 300 mil over 10 years, right? Trout's up there. I don't know. With baseball... I just kind of assume they're all making a lot of money. Baseball and basketball, I just like, yeah, Fixed they're jobs. making more. They're making more money than I'll ever dream to make is basically how I view it. Yeah, I think these salaries are getting a little too high for individual players, but that's a topic for another day. However, Aaron Judge, uh, signing for $360 million with the Yankees, turned down a deal from the San Diego Padres worth more than $400 million. Uh, the terms coming out, this was from Ken Rosenthal for The Athletic, talking about the Padres' making a full-court press effort, all-out blitz effort to try to sign Aaron Judge before they eventually turned uh, to Xander Bogarts and then giving some extensions to you, Jarvish, and Joe Musgrove for starting pitchers and then Manny Machado here a week ago. So obviously kind of putting their money elsewhere, but I, I'm not sure they weren't prepared to make all of those moves as well as bring Aaron Judge in just from the details of this, mm-hmm. Will. It sounds like the San Diego Padres really wanted Aaron Judge on their roster. Yeah, I'd, I'd really want Aaron Judge uh, with the Mariners. He seems like a pretty <laughs> yep. good player. I, I would think that he hits the ball really far, so I'd like him around. What I want to know is, where is all this money coming from, one? Because I'm looking up <laughs> Peter Seidler or whatever his name is. 
Yeah, Seedler, Seidler, yeah. He seems like a seedy individual, I guess, because he's doing some kind of equity chairman. <laughs> I don't know. Russian he, oligarch connections? Yeah, what are you I'm, alleging? I, I'm not alleging anything. I just like, the minute that I see you, your equity or something like that, I immediately assume you're a finance bro. And the minute I assume you're a finance bro, I assume you're doing something Wolf of Wall Streety because... I, I don't know anybody that's ever that I've ever run across who's been like, hey, you know what? I'm really excited to get into finance. And I've been like, you know what? You're a really cool person. You would not screw me over. And then two, why would Aaron Judge turn this down? It doesn't make any sense because not only is it more money, I'd make the argument you're with the better team. Well, there's a, I feel like there's an obvious reason he turned it down. This was reported to be uh, in the range of $415 million, but possibly an 11- or 12-year deal. So more years obviously lowers the uh, average annual value. Um, nine years, 360. I mean, what, that's 40 mil a year, right? He mm-hmm. wouldn't hit a- average overall, I'm sure it's Daniel Jones money is what they're calling it in the streets now. Ah, Daniel Jones, are you kidding me? He's if, looking for that Daniel Jones money. If he's worth $40 million, then Lamar Jackson is worth $55 million. Hot take. And we're going to, uh, at about 1 o'clock, we're going to look at the quarterback carousel and all the different movement and possible movement coming up in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, $40 million for Aaron Judge. But that's an East Coast team that's with the team that he was saying, ah, you know what, I'm not sure I want to be back there openly at the end of the season. You know, 62 home run season probably gave himself a hundred more million dollars because I believe he had uh, turned down an eight year, 220, 230 million dollar extension, something like that from the Yankees at one point, either before the season or during the season. And so, yeah, essentially that 62 home run season giving him an extra $100 million from the Yankees alone. Padres trying to get out there and compete, and they really put on a massive, I said a full-court press. Check this out, Will. Paying for a private jet to fly judges, parents, family, and dog, dog included, from <laughs> Tampa Bay. got to make sure the pupper's on that's, there. Why bring the dog on the private jet? I know you don't want to leave him at home, but I guess that's just why the way of luxury. Why would you not want to leave him at home? It's fine. It'll I, all be okay. Just don't get yeah. uh, Lady Gaga's walker. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so that's confusing to me, but it's full court press. They they brought the damn dog along uh, from Tampa Bay to San Diego. Met privately at Petco Park for three hours with a group that included Peter Seidler, General Manager AJ Preller, Assistant GM Josh Stein, and Manager Bob Melvin, who, of course, you got to bring him to the meeting. Bob is one of the best baseball managers in my opinion of all time would be a great sell for judge but ultimately of course judge resigning for nine years 360 million he won the bet on himself he got that extra 100 million could have had maybe an extra 150 after his historic 62 home run season uh but the padres i don't think that they weren't going to pursue bogarts and machado and give extensions to darvis and musgrove even if they got Aaron Judge. It, it, to me, it sounds like the Padres really are all in. I don't know where this money's coming from. And Aaron Judge... Some kind of seedy finance, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right no, now. He, it's Aaron Judge had a hard CD. decision to make. Well, but again, I don't understand why it's hard. And I still don't understand what he's doing. Because I get what you're saying. Like, hey, he's got less years and he's making more money over you know the years, right? It's, it's a higher average annual value. But when I look at Aaron Judge, dude, you're 30. You're not getting another contract after this one. You you really think someone's going to pay you a bunch of money when you're 39? I don't understand that. So maybe there are clauses in this where he can get out earlier that I don't know about. But what I'm looking at right now, it's like, dude, you just had your best season that you're probably ever going to have. Like, it's weird to say this, but I think we probably found his peak. Maybe I'm wrong, and he gets on some Barry Bonds stuff and not not steroids, but he gets you know he starts playing better as he as he ages. I don't see that happening. You're 30 years old. You have hit your peak. 
you should get as much money as possible. You just turned down an extra, what, $40 million, $50 million? Yeah. Who cares if there's two extra years? You'd be 41 by the time you got it, and it's a guaranteed contract because it's baseball, and you're going to a better team. Now, you can make the argument that the NL is tougher because you're going to have to go through the Dodgers every stinking year, but right now, the way that the Padres have been paying and the way they've been going out and getting good players, not afraid to go all in, if I'm Aaron Judge, that's where I'm going because I'm looking at Cashman and I'm looking at all the guys at the for the Yankees. Who are they signing that's good? Who are they signing that has come in and actually performed the way they were supposed to? Sure, Anthony Rizzo was great with the Cubs. How great has he been for you? Let's not talk about Joey Gallo, the guy who cried every time he walked out onto the street because people gave him mean looks. Poor Joey Gallo. Even even we're looking at pitching stuff right now. And uh, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole hasn't been half of what he was with Houston. And he's making so, 45 mil, yeah. So why are you going back to New York? The only thing that I can think of is like, hey, I want to go out and retire as a Yankee great. Everyone will talk about me the same way that they talked about Jeter. He's now a captain, right? He's the first captain since Derek Jeter. That is the only reason to me why he would come back, and it's for a sentimental and a legacy-type play, where I, I think if I'm in Aaron Judge's shoes, I'm going to the Padres. I'm getting more money. I know I'm not getting another contract, probably, and I'm playing for a team where ownership is not afraid to pay, and they're not afraid to pay for good talent. There's a pretty minimal difference. It's about 2% uh, from New York state income tax to California state income tax. So so that's kind of worth, I feel like, pointing out that he's he's keeping taxes now well because there there is a if he went to san diego and took that 415 million dollar deal he's losing another eight percent uh or excuse me about four percent so maybe eight million dollars on top of you know Um, i'm not gonna understand taxes (laughs) he's gaining more money by staying in new york ultimately with that average annual value he's paying less taxes income wise in the state of new york too so they're really you know you and i normal jobbers making whatever money we make we don't care about that two percent when you're getting into the three and four hundred million dollar range that two percent is a big deal so well, it's worth see, pointing out you're also talking to the guy who has no idea what taxes do i just pay my yeah, dad and my dad does my taxes for me Jeez. <laughs> i've got a guy you, his name is tom <laughs> it's not big souk i would never trust big souk with you, my taxes you, you need tom. to get, you need to get a turbo tax assistant or something like that no i just I, tom has a guy or no he is a good woman and she does our taxes and then i get it back and then it's like oh i owe this or i pay that you know, it's taxes don't make sense. I'm 25. I don't know taxes. Well, taxes you got, make no sense. you got to learn, buddy, because there are two sure things in this life: death and taxes. And well, Aaron, <laughs> maybe that's why Aaron Judge took the money, and yeah. I'm just a big idiot over here, ignorant, not dumb. But oh well. Well, ultimately, it came down to a lifestyle choice as well for Aaron Judge. It was uh, 50, maybe 60 million dollar difference, depending on exactly what that number was. The range of 415 million that the Padres offered him, but. You mentioned the captain uh, role that he had in New York too. That, that's that's hard to leave, and that's something along with a forty million dollar a year contract. That's just that's a good feeling knowing that you're going to be the guy in San Diego. He wouldn't have been the guy, and and I feel like that makes it easier to Who's turn. Who's the down. guy over him then in San Diego? Are you saying Soto? So Manny Machado. He's a, no the Manny Machado has been the veteran leader. That was why they wanted to re-sign him so badly because he was kind of playing coy like oh, I'm not sure I'm gonna actually really sign with y'all if you're only offering me 130 150 million I might test free agency but from what I've read the Padres after friend uh, Fernando Tatis went down yeah Manny Machado really became kind of the glue of that clubhouse and really stepped up to say to Fernando hey stop being a young dumbass all right yeah. figure your s out Get us together because you are one of the young best players in the game and, and it's like I know what it's like like, you can't 
waste that opportunity. And he did mm-hmm. with, the, with the steroid issue. So Manny Machado really came together and was the leader of that clubhouse. And Soto, I don't think he would be necessarily somebody that's uh, – he's too young to be a leader. But, but then he got Xander Bogarts coming in too. It's just easy decision for Aaron Judge to go back to New York because he is the number one and the captain, the guy. And he is. He's Derek Jeter 2.0, as you mentioned, essentially. He would never have been that in San Diego. Again, but if, if that's what your legacy is, you want to be – how does Charles Barkley and Shaq say it? You want to be the bus driver. If that's what you want, then okay, now we're starting to make some sense here. But if we're looking at dollar and cent value – to me, it's to go with the Padres, and I still think there's an argument to be made of who cares if you're the captain, who cares if you're the ace. Do you think Kevin Durant wants to get rid of his two world titles? Do you think he wants to give it up because Steph Curry was the guy who was riding, was driving the bus? No, I don't think he would. And in baseball, it's so hard. It doesn't matter if you have one individual player. You have to have an entire team. Look at the teams who have won recently. It's not usually the big spenders or the highest profile and now I'm kind of making an argument against the Padres, but it's those teams that have the right guys in the right position and they don't pay a ton of money or they find guys for cheap. When you're looking at the Padres, they have a bunch of guys who are top-tier talent, and yes, they are paying them a lot of money, but they've also all performed in big moments, right? When you look at the Yankees, you were old last year, you're losing a lot of guys, you're paying a lot of money, but they aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. To me, I, I would go to the Padres. I'd make more money. I'd live in I live in San Diego. It's beautiful. And I'd go win a title or two because I do think that's the path the Padres are on. I'll close it up with this. Uh, when you're talking about athletes at Aaron Judge's level, you're, you're trying to play that game of attaining both an all-star legacy and a bunch of money. You know, can, can you get both if you're very lucky? Aaron Judge has one, and I think in New York he has the other, and in San Diego he just had one. So that, that's why I feel like he's staying in New York. Let's move on, though. Got to get some local basketball talk. Yeah, we got our Blazers. Blazers still in Ooh. action. 16 games in the regular season left. A bit of a debate going on as to whether or not they should try to make the playoffs. So I'm going to give you three reasons why I think they need to make the playoffs. And we'll also give you a little bit of good Blazers news. I feel like I'm excited. Outside of the Dame's 70-point performance, we haven't had any good Blazers news. So that and three reasons why I think they need to make the playoffs. Coming up next here on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. But first, here is Rust with SportsCenter. You are the- This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Portland Trailblazers back in action tonight. Game five of a six-game road trip. Five of a six-game road trip that has gone absolutely terribly, by the way. They're two and three so far. I've already faded it's stinky. Down. That's, uh, look, I'm, I'm in my betting. I've been getting killed recently, responsibly. I've been responsibly getting killed. Setting limits. Good. That's right. And I, I retired for a day, and now I'm back <laughs> responsibly. And I've already faded the Blazers, unfortunately. <laughs> I've already faded them. I'm going the other way. I believe in Philly. I'm trusting the process of Philly. Yacht Rock Friday here on Danny and Dusty. Danny and Dusty out. Schultz and Will filling in for you on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. In until 3, we got a shortened version of primetime with Isaac and Souk today because Pac-12 tournament going on, and the Ducks going to be right here on 1080, taking on the UCLA Bruins, number one, number one seeded team in the Pac-12. I don't think they have a shot, Will. We'll get to that coming up, though, later. We'll see. It's, it's one of those things you never know. College basketball, there's chaos every day, but if I was going to lean... 
I'm leaning right there with you. I, I'd be pretty surprised. But yeah, Portland Trailblazers facing the 76ers tonight. And well, we got some good Blazer news today. So I think I'll just start off with that really quickly. I, I don't want to make you wait any longer. Anthony Simons has been upgraded to questionable oh, for boy. tonight's game. Catch the fever. I've been fighting a sprained ankle, uh, or what was it, like a grade two? It was a bad ankle sprain. It was a bad ankle sprain. Look, I went through a grade two ankle sprain. It was the worst thing that I've ever been through. I've torn both the bottoms of my feet. Like, I've torn my plantar fascia. It hurts when I walk. I have to have old man orthotics every day. Shout out Dr. Scholes. But... (laughs) Yeah, right. That was my nickname in school, by Dr. the way. Dr. Schultz? Oh, Dr. Schultz, Dr. Schultz. I'm like, shut up. It, Can you come up with something a little more creative? No, but it makes sense. It fits with your name. But yeah. what I'm telling you right now, I've torn my feet. I've had injections into my knees. Yikes, dude. All sorts of little injuries that I've had from football. The worst pain and the worst thing to come back from is that grade two ankle sprain. It sucks your entire foot and ankle swell up big you got these big black bruises maybe that's what i'll do i'll tweet out like my old pictures there's some gross feet pics uh, i don't want to see that dude no you do it's no, so I'm awesome not sure i do you're talking about watching and listening to murder when you fall asleep and you don't want to look at the bruises I, on my feet i watched my wife recover from foot surgery where she was cut open on her on oh. the right side of her foot or her right foot on two different sides of it in three places and it was disgusting and a very long recovery so so oh, no yeah. i don't want to see that no, it, it takes a while so it's good news anyways it's good news that simons is back yeah it's it, it could help lead to maybe a playing game push and that's something that i wanted to get to as well so the good news anthony simons upgraded to questionable uh rusty was telling me and rusty can chime in with this you were saying that danny uh, has on the show before essentially said questionable doesn't mean it's a guarantee, but it's a chance. What does questionable mean as far as the injury status? Well, goes? Danny usually says that for the Trailblazers anyway, questionable means they'll put the guy out there in warm-ups okay. uh, and see how they do. But typically, if somebody is questionable, most likely, uh, usually they don't play. Okay. But Nurkic the other night was questionable. He played. So, you know, it's not a huh? – there are outliers, whatever. It's not a, it's not yeah. a given. But, yeah, that's – that's why they're listed as questionable. I mean, with 16 games remaining in the regular season, sitting at 31 and 35, uh, a game behind the Pelicans and Lakers for the last spot in the plan, pretty much. And then only two and a half games out of the fifth spot or the sixth spot, excuse me, in the playoffs. They are right there still. So it begs the question. There's been a little bit of debate. You know, should the Blazers just tank, try to lose all the rest of their games and, and get the little chance at, you know, the number one overall pick in Victor Wembanyama that they could? Or should they try to push and make the play in? make the playoffs whatever they can get. And and I would champion that they need to, that they need to make the playoffs. And I'll give you three reasons why, and I want to hear uh, your fans' takes on this. 503-8646-FAN to the text line, and will you as well. But the first one, I think it's pretty obvious. Dame time's running out. We are we T-minus are yes, like three seasons, mm-hmm. and that's hopeful that you know no injuries happen that's optimal dame lillard and thankfully he's taken such good care of himself to this point that we're even looking at him you know being close to prime you know by the age of 35 36 he is 32 right now turns 33 this summer in terms of you know just basketball rules and the rules of athletes and father time impressing you know it's push on guys as they get older Right around 33 is when you start to see guys drop off. Now, the LeBrons of the world, 
you know, they fight injury, but they are so, so good into their later 30s. Damian Lillard looks like he's setting himself up to be an athlete like that. He's taken care of himself. Really, the only significant injury that he had was last year. And instead of trying to play through it because it was a tank season, he sat out. But first reason I believe they need to make the playoffs, Will, is they're simply running out of Dame time. Yeah, it's one of those things where as a fan, he's the best Blazer ever. We can all admit that. We can come out and own Dame is the best Blazer ever in an era where most people are leaving, trying to go and form super teams. He never did that. And he still, to this day, is saying, I don't want to run away uh, from Portland. I want to bring stars over here. I want to win it here. I want to prove that I can do it, much like Giannis did in Milwaukee. I'm right there with you, Schultz. I am absolutely terrified that we are going to waste Damian Lillard. And and that is such an unfortunate term for it, but I do think to a degree, at least with his legacy, that's how people are going to think. And I know he comes out and he goes, I don't care about that stuff. I don't care about that. It's what the national media is going to think, and it's what the local media is going to think. Yeah. When you go to bars all over the place, everyone is going to talk about like, oh man, Dame was great, but he never won that title. Oh yeah, Dame was fantastic i loved him here i love that he was here it's a bummer that we couldn't get him over into the promised land yeah. and as a fan he's done everything right are you going to be able to find another player with his star caliber and his mindset i really doubt it so you should be doing everything that you can to find a way to make it make it possible for them to win unfortunately it doesn't seem like the plan is yet it seems like it's going to be in the summer that's when they're going to go make the big push so I'm right there with you. I want, like, maybe we get in and you get some lucky things go your way. You never know. Chip in a chair. Yeah, I need to make it clear. I'm not saying that the Blazers at this point are, are good enough and they should be making the playoffs and, all oh, they're better than half the Western Conference. What are they doing playing like this? No, that's not my point at all. My point is simply that they need to make the playoffs this year or, or at least try to make a run because, one, Dame time is running out, two, and we really don't need to get too much into this. Shedding that draft pick protection from the Larry Nance Jr. trade is an absolute must, and I know that they have that extra uh, pick that they acquired from the New York Knicks uh, in the... Uh, Josh Hart trade this year, but I would really like to keep as many assets as I can if I'm Joe Cronin and the Portland Trailblazers, and the way that you do that is get to the playoffs, automatically get that pick off your back this year, send it to Chicago, then you can trade four picks, three picks every other year like you need to do to try and go get a star this summer. And so we've kind of talked that one out, but I do think that that's an important reason why the Blazers need to make the playoffs. But the third one, and I really want your take on this, Will, before we get out to break, but keeping general fan interest in the Blazers as high as possible. I, I And I I do the litmus test on a lot of uh, sports topics with my wife because I would really consider her a general sports fan. Yeah. You know, even with me as her husband talking all the time, like she has other things in her life. She has other interests. And thank She's God. She's just smiling and nodding when you're saying <sighs> some stuff. The God. same way that like when she talks about reality TV, where you just smile and nod and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm um, sure the Vanderpump She, she hates reality crazy. TV. You uh, uh, fill that in with like um, all of this, like, all the old world, like, what's that uh, show that's... Like Renaissance? Yes, exactly. She watching... Uh... What's that one with um, Sam know... Hogan in it? Uh, Outlander. 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 Oh, She's, that's kind of like her cup of tea. So, yeah, gotcha. it's not reality. It's more so like the Outlander type shows with her. But exactly. But my litmus test with uh, uh, keeping a general Blazers fan interested, uh, just, I asked her. I was like, hey, babe, what do you care about as a Blazers fan right now? You know, the not really interesting that much as far as uh, big news other than Dame scoring 70 not really a draw not sure if they're going to make the playoffs and she's like you know honestly that's all I care about whether or not they make the playoffs or not and and I feel like that's 
more of the general interest of fans. You know, there's going to be the fanatics like you and I, like Rusty. Everybody that's listening kind of knows who I'm talking about, that, that no matter what the Blazers are doing, you're going to be rooting for them. You're going to be paying for their mm-hmm. jerseys, paying to go to games. But there's a lot of fans around here that the general interest isn't really peaked unless they've won a playoff game. And if that's going to be the final couple of years of Dame's existence here in Portland with, you know, general fan interest just kind of checking in whenever they make the playoffs, like it just kind of goes, maybe it's like a 1A point of Dame time running out, but keeping general fan interest as high as possible is important. It goes to the point that you were making about Dame being such a generational generational talent as well. We're not going to get another Dame again. We're talking a, a guy that made the 75th anniversary All-NBA team. You're telling me that there's another Blazer that's going to come up in the draft in the next five years that's going to be on your roster that's going to do that? No. They they hit the lottery with Dame. The Blazers got so lucky with Dame. And, Will, I'm just scared that we're going to waste it. When I, when I look at it, I don't... Everyone loves a winner, right? So the more that you win, more people are going to be interested. The problem is, is is this a team that can not only win a play-in game, because that's probably where you're going to be at if you do make it in, are you a team that can win a series? No offense to this team. I don't think they are. Do I think they're on the right track? Possibly. They might be on the right track. I think you're still a couple pieces away. Could this be a season like, what was that, 2019, where you went to the Western Conference Finals? Was that 2019? Yeah, 18 Right? So you had a team that you didn't think was going to make it, but you had a couple things fall your way. You had a couple guys get hot at the right time, and you ended up going to the Western Conference Finals. The problem is you ended up losing in the Western Conference Finals and getting swept by Golden State. So for me, I, I don't know how you find that general fan, fan interest because I think most fans are kind of like me right now where it's like, hey, that's cool, like we made it into the playoffs, but we're going to lose. We're not a legitimate contender. So how do you become a legitimate contender? probably you're going to have to lose this year and you might have to try and see if you can get into the sweepstakes. Now you're a long ways off and we saw what happened last year when you took this big long tank and you ended up moving back spots, right? So can the lottery ball fall your way? Sure, maybe. Maybe there's a frozen envelope in there and Adam Silver (laughs) really wants to see Victor Wembenyana playing in Portland. I kind of doubt it, but you never know, right? Last thing he wants to see. So for me, the way I look at it, the way you're going to build up fan interest, it's kicking the can down the road, but it's going to be in the offseason because that's when we're going to see, can you find another guy like Jeremy Grant? Can you re-sign Jeremy Grant, yeah. first of all? Can you find another guy who is building his way up through, like Shaden Sharp? Can Shaden Sharp turn into what his raw talent says he is? Can Matisse Thibel turn into your lockdown defender, that gritty guy that you need to win a title? Can these guys develop? That's going to be the way that you draw fan interest. And unfortunately, you're not going to do it in these last however many, what is it, 15, 20 games? Yeah, 16. Because... At this point, you are what you are, and right now you are a pretty mediocre team that might make it, might not, and all you're going to be doing is playing in a playing game. Yeah, I think we'll have a, a much clearer answer to this question of whether or not they're going to be trying to make the playoffs or just tank for the rest of the season after the final two games on their road trip against the Sixers tonight, 4 p.m. tip on Root Sports. Coming up, we got a little bit more Blazers news actually involving their broadcast. They're going to be trying an alternative broadcast out. Uh, like like something like Manning cast. That's right. We're going to hear more about that coming up next. Jordan Schultz and Will Ortner sitting in for the guys today here on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 
The Fan. Schulte and Will in for Danny and Dusty today here on Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Really quickly, before we get into the next hour talking some NFL, we got Geno Smith, hot Lamar Jackson talk. Will's got an opinion on why Lamar Jackson has not been able to get a deal done with anybody, not even not even conversations with anybody else in the NFL besides the Ravens. It's uh, too unique, man. It's yeah. too unique. All right, so he'll expand on that coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Geno Smith only getting... $28 million guaranteed as opposed to the 40 uh, that we were thinking that he got earlier in the week. But first, some Blazers broadcasting news. Trailblazers to air. This was from Oregon Live. Aaron Fentress put this out uh, of OregonLive.com. Trailblazers to air two alternate broadcast games featuring Neil Everett, Terry Porter, and Antonio Harvey. So check this out, fans. Blazers attempting to do a Manning cast, essentially. Trying to kind of this this is not going to take Lamar Hurd and Kevin Calabro off air. They're still going to be doing the games on Root Sports. Brooke Olsen Dam is a sideline reporter, but on Root Sports Plus, at least on March 17th and 19th, these are both home games here in Portland at Moda Center. The first ever alternate broadcast by the uh, produced by the Blazers will air. And once again, ESPN's Neil Everett, former Blazers Terry Porter, and Antonio Harvey. And I just got to say, I like the idea I yep. love even more that Antonio Harvey is involved with it. I feel like the Blazers did him dirty when they let him go a few years ago. So so the fact that they're bringing him back into the fold is, I, I think it's needed. Should have happened a long time ago. In fact, never should have let him go. Um, but I, I think that this is definitely an attempt to bring some younger viewers in. I'm 34. I'm not as big of a fan as like every single Manning cast that they did during Monday Night Football. But if it's for my local team, and I've got my region's heroes, you know, from the last 30 years appearing and talking stats, talk of the game, telling stories. Will, just quickly, let me know what you think about this and where you think this alternate broadcast is headed for the Blazers, but I love the idea. I, I like the idea. I like that you're willing to throw it out there. I like when you're that you're willing to throw it out there during March Madness because yeah. let's call a spade a spade here. The reason they're doing it is to try and get more viewers away from March Madness. Yeah. March 17th, St. Paddy's Day. That's the first round. Then you've got the second round on that Sunday game, the 19th. I totally like the idea to try and get more viewers. The problem is I think this won't work. And I don't understand why the Manning cast keeps happening because I really do think it's a novelty. And I'm a young person. I'm 25. I don't like it. I don't watch any of the Manning cast. I don't really watch the Pat McAfee stuff. I get what you're doing. You're trying to bite off something that Barstool did, right? Barstool started because they couldn't go out and show the games. They would do the gambling cave and they'd show their personalities reacting. Awesome. Totally understand why you're doing it. And it adds in some little niche things. But am I going to sit there and watch an entire game of this? No, I'd rather watch a normal game with a call and then I'll go back and I'll watch the highlights and the clips later. So I, I don't really think that this is going to be a long lasting thing. And I think it's a way to get young people in or they think it is when really it's kind of overplayed. Yeah, in that regard, a good text here coming on the text line. Nothing says youth like Neil Everett, Terry Porter, and Antonio Harvey. <laughs> right. 
Well, I like Neil Everett. Neil right. Everett's awesome, but uh, I mean, it's not yeah. like Peyton and Eli are spring chickens either, right? I, I like that point though, Russ. That's a good. It's a it's a good check in from the text line. If you want to check in, five zero three eight six four six fan five zero three eight six four six three two six. Ultimately, I think it's going to be something that's going to look good on the surface. We'll see if it ends up lasting for the Portland Trailblazers, and I think it opens up a bigger conversation of the direction of play by play. You know, our traditional play by play broadcast going away. Are we going to lean more on team, you know, regional casts like this or the Manning cast? I think we can get into that maybe in the two o'clock hour. Yeah, will, and I, I would love where that's going. I would love to get into that because when I look at it, I know a lot of people are trying to come out here and say like, hey, no, the Manning cast is the future. It's the future. I really don't think it is. Yes, it's cool for clips, but at the end of the day, you need the play by play. You need the color or shoot half the time. I don't even listen to or watch games with the sound on. If I'm in here and I'm producing a game or we're on here on air right now, we have TVs going right now. We're not listening to anything. Nope. You can just watch sports and enjoy it. So I really think it's a novelty thing and I think it's going to wear off and I'd, I'd love to talk about it. I can't wait for two o'clock. Yeah, I know it's going to be a fun call. We're going to get back into that in the two o'clock hour, but we got to move on to the NFL. Lots of quarterback talk. Geno Smith getting his bag from Seattle. Not as much as we initially thought it was. We've got some Lamb Jack talk, Will Ortner's theory about why nobody's wanting to do business with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. All that and more coming up next. Jordan Schultz and Will Ortner sitting in for Danny and Dusty on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.